Welcome to the best of sold-out sports talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. Today's show will feature interviews with Rocky Blyer of the Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers and Dale Hellestray, a Super Bowl champ with the Dallas Cowboys. Visit FSPN.net for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. Now, talking with Rocky Blyer of the Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers, here's Roman Gabriel III. Excited to have one of the well, one of the great teams of NFL history, but a guy who has a tremendous story himself. Um, you know, I, my brother and I grew up. My, in fact, my brother sitting right there was his favorite team was the Steelers, and we lived in LA, uh, so we had to put up with that. But uh, this guy here is a big time Pittsburgh Steeler, Super Bowl champion. He knows what it's all about to win this big game. Uh, Rocky Blyer with us. Rocky, hey, great to be with you. It's no, been a long thank time. You. It sure has. Uh, thank you for allowing me to be with you. No, what an great. exciting time. Yeah, we're excited. What is it like? You know, I've been talking to guys that um, uh, that have played back when you guys played, and of right. course, the Super Bowl was a big deal then. But where have you seen this game go? When you look around the room right now, I mean, this is crazy. This is one of the biggest rooms I've ever seen. It sure is. One, it's the 50th, as we well know, and so all the history that has taken place over those 50 years, um, and the game has grown, as we well know. But there wasn't radio roll right. back back uh, in the early part of the of the Super Bowl history. There was media day, but of course not all this. Uh, but it just shows the impact that this sport has on our society and the fan base uh, and the advertisers and uh, how important it is um, overall. And so it's, uh, you know, it's exciting. But it's still the Super Bowl, and, and it boils down to two teams <laughs> that uh, will go at it on, on Two on really Sunday. good ones, and the Broncos two, and the Panthers. Yeah. It's going to be a really good football game. You know, when I think back to your years with the Steelers, um, back when the merger happened, uh, my dad, of course, played with the Rams in the Coliseum. I remember you guys coming out in 1970 for a preseason game with the Rams, I think. And I can remember the time you guys had a lot of talent, um, but not many things were going on. No, that's um, right. But it was just shortly after that, about two years later, when everything came together for the Steelers. And I just thought to myself, you know, I saw this team play, but uh, tell me what was the turning point for you guys when you knew that we could win this thing? Well, I, you know, I think, you know, it would be, it's probably very easy to be able to point uh, at um, maybe the Immaculate Reception back in 1972, Franco Harris's rookie year, uh, the first time in 40 years that the Steelers win the division uh, and they got into the playoffs and it was a uh, famed game against the Oakland Raiders boiled down to uh, the last play a desperate throw by Bradshaw, Kareem Doff of Frenchie Fuqua, uh, and uh, and Franco Harris scoops it up, goes in to score. And I, and I tell you that, okay, it, you know, it could be lucky, whatever it is, but like all turning points, you know, it's kind of like, all right, we didn't lose. You know, it's not like the same old Steelers. You right. know, there's somebody over our shoulder that says, okay, you know, and it was like a switch and, a, and kind of a... It, so success is important, and having a, a, something like that happen just increases that in that belief system that you have. So you come back the next year, and, and then, as you said, two years later, 73 was a little bit better. We got the playoffs as well, but uh, 74 was then the, the magical year. But the, the Franco Harris play, I think, because, you know, it wasn't like today where you saw every team. 
when we lived in LA, you saw the Los Angeles Rams play if they were on the road. But that playoff game really introduced the nation to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think. Right. But interesting, interestingly so, in Pittsburgh, that game was blacked out. Wow. <laughs> so, so everybody the, saw it but, the, but Steeler fans there. Except Steeler fans wow. who then had to drive. If you, wanted to, if you wanted to see the game, you had to drive a 100-mile radius or outside, outside of, of that regional broadcasting area to be able to pick it up. So people would be going to Cleveland, uh, you know, uh, and, and to rent a room and, and watch, the, watch wow. the game. But so things, obviously, things have changed. Well, know, my brother and I, we remember watching that game on TV and it really was kind of like wow these guys are really good you know I like uh, you know you, you saw Bradshaw winging it around it was a cold game it was the Raiders which you know on our coast everybody knew about the Raiders they were in a real role they were, uh, you know, and you know, and so you talk about it. So the Raiders were very successful. They'd uh, they've been in championship games in the latter part, you know, uh, in the uh, the American League at the time, and so um, and, and so they were a dominant, you know, factor. And of course, it was like we had a we had to go through the Raiders to be able to get to any playoff situation. And in that case, uh, that first game was against the Raiders, and, uh, and 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 so it was a big game for for Rocky Blyer with us. Uh, Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers and Rocky, you know, I know that when I talk to over the years your teammates, obviously Chuck Knoll, um, your coach, uh, was a big part of that turnaround and, and really you guys came to believe not only in, in your team but came together as a team under Coach Knoll. Tell me about that relationship and about what he did for the Steelers. You know, I think what I think what Chuck Brought, you know, like a lot of new coaches, you're coming in, they talk about oh, the potential of the team, they talk about where I'm going to take the team, they're going to talk about uh, how we're, how we're going to get there, we're going to be champions, blah, blah, blah. So Chuck, you know, came in, uh, I can, the first, here, here, here's Chuck, the first day of training camp, his first time he's introducing himself to his brand new team. And he said this, he said, gentlemen, over the last five months that I've been your new head coach, I've watched every film, every practice of every game that you have played in over the last three years. And I can tell you why you have been losing. Ears perked up? Because you're just not any good. You're not big, you're not fast, you have no techniques, and by the time this training camp is over with, most of you will not be here. Wow. So, at that moment, he set a tone of expectation, not a, a not a dream of what might happen or how he's going to change it. But the fact is that you have to become better. You have to make a commitment. You got to set a standard. We got to have excellence within our position. Uh, and if you're not going to do it, then I'll find some people who will. And that's how we kind of built this team. Like everybody else, you need to either buy into it. You know. So when he went one and thirteen that first season, not everybody bought into right, you know what right. it was because of past history. But then it got better, and he made sense, and it was logical. It, you and know what it sounds like though, it. Jimmy Johnson when he came to Dallas when they won one game and then each year wild card. 
championship, Super Bowl. Right. And then ultimately, you know, as a, as a team, you know, is that you you got to believe in the, the leadership. you got to believe in that coach. And the more you, you win, the more you believe. And the more you believe. Now, you don't have to like them. Yeah. But you start believing and saying, okay, fine. What they're doing is right. I buy into it. And when you buy into it, then, Katie, by the door, things start to move and synergism happens. I'm going to ask you some very quick questions. Just want some quick answers from you. Uh, <laughs> just, just a response. Yeah, there you go. No, but it'll give me some time. Terry Bradshaw, just what you think I, about when you... Terry Bradshaw, we would not have won those four Super Bowls if it wasn't for him. Franco. Franco, Franco was the Franco was the catalyst in which we needed to have a ground game. An amazing athlete that uh, was committed to do his job and obviously did. Lynn Swan, big play, the big play guy. I mean, he he made things happen in big plays, uh, and uh, obviously his debut was in Super Bowl ten and the against the Dallas Cowboys, and he caught those three great passes over the middle. Joe Green. The foundation of that whole team, foundation of the defense, foundation from a leadership point of view, and expectations that Joe wanted, and so it did a big impact on that. Jack Lambert. The emotional leader of that team. You just did what Jack asked you to do because he was Jack Jack Lambert um, and uh, uh, and identified with that with that defense. Man, what an incredible group that you guys had. It was so fun to watch. What a run. Um, when I think about that team, uh, it was just so dominant um, for so long. Yeah. Uh, in an NFL that's hard to do that, obviously. Um, now, you came in, we were talking beforehand, um, you have a new challenge going on that you've been involved in acting. You have a, you have, tell, 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 me about, tell me about this play that we were talking about, about you, what you were just talking about. So, um, so I, did a, I did a one-man play. Uh, in Pittsburgh, in Heinz Hall, the big famed hall that we have in Pittsburgh. It seats 2,400 people. We sold out to the play. It was a wonderful, not because of me, but it was a supportive, wonderful uh, set, cast, lighting, sound, written by a friend of mine, Gene Collier, who's a sports writer in Pittsburgh. He wrote a play called The Chief about Mr. Rooney, and that was very successful. So we um, we we did it to great acclaim by by, uh, uh, by those who covered it, uh, and so we will we will bring it back to Pittsburgh. And so in next uh, holiday season, uh, you will see it if you're in Pittsburgh. It's called the play uh, with Rocky Blyer. Now where would you go, now where would you go to see the last one? I mean, is it on a website oh, or no, someplace? It, it's or, oh, on my website. So yeah. you go to my website, rockyblyer.com. Rockyblyer.com. You'll get a. We'll check it out. Yeah, coverage of it and uh, you like all the it. nice things I wrote about myself in it. And so, the, I mean, <laughs> a lot of a lot of athletes have gone into the acting room. Right. What is it about acting that you like? You know, I, I it was it was it, 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 it was very interesting. It was a great experience, one. But it was you know it was a mental set. You know, physically, physically wasn't demanding, except for the fact you had to learn. You know, this whole play. Um, and so it's 98 minutes of, of, of a dialogue that takes place um, as a one-man show. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, for me specifically, it was that mental aspect, having to do it. So it was a, a set time. It was focused. And multiple uh, nights, right? 
Yeah, well, we did it one night. But so this time did, you're, you're we going to doing it. Uh, yeah, we got a 14. Wow. 14 okay. Performance run on it. So, so you get a chance to improve. So I got a chance to improve, and that, and that, that or fail. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so it goes 50 50. But it, it, I, 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 you know, I just it, it was like playing, and I have to tell you, it was like playing, concentrating on what needed to be done, but also, you know, I mean, you're playing to a crowd, so you like, you know, it was timing. Um, I had to understand if they were going to laugh or not laugh at a at, at, at a joke and or what the reaction was that was impromptu at a time. So you had to then react to that and yet present this this performance or this play. So it was uh, competitive too, right? I mean, for you, oh, challenging yeah. yourself, yeah, very much so. You know, it, very much so. Uh, and um, and, and so I, you know, it, 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 I really I did enjoy it. I did enjoy re- really doing it. Okay, and, so, so if you want to check it out, RockyBlyer.com is his great. website. And uh, of course, you know, one of the things that I love, Rocky, you know. There's no replacement for your generation of players. I, uh, there's nothing more enjoyable for me than to have the opportunity to reminisce a little bit about some of the greatest teams in the world. I mean, you guys played during a time where the NFL was a beautiful thing. Oh, uh, very much. Without, yeah. without the free agency part of it, which was fun, right? Yeah, very much so. You know, and, and you look at, you know, if you look at that, that Steeler team, uh, over that period of time, you know, there was, uh, there was 22 players that were consistent that have four Super Bowl rings from those six years. Uh, and so that's a core, you know, that, that, that wouldn't, doesn't happen today. But it was also a bonding of, of, of players and friendships and families over a period of time mm-hmm. that is, that is stuck together. So because they all participated in that success. So that was, that was the biggest thing. Rocky Blyer, RockyBlyer.com. Rocky, thanks for coming in. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. Can, do we do we have a second? Do we have a second just to yeah. just to talk about you know we were talking oh, yeah. about heroes in the game. Oh yeah, that's right. Go shoot, <laughs> shoot. Is, is that you know one of the reasons that I get a chance to sit down and talk to Roman is because of the fact that uh, we have a wounded warrior. Uh, uh, amputee flag football game that coming is up taking Saturday. place coming up Saturday with guys from the uh, NFL alumni participating against them. And it's a great inspirational, emotional game. I've seen this game um, grow over the last five years. You know, the first year we had maybe 1,500 fans. This year we've sold 8,000 tickets. Wow. They helped it was big in Phoenix last year, I know. Right, yeah, to help support that cause. And, 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 and a game like that just doesn't happen but it takes, and obviously... And we have some here. of the guys coming in today, so we'll talk to them oh, about the football the, game Saturday. Exactly. That's and right. then Coach Dick is doing something tonight with right. the Wounded Warriors yeah. as well at a party he's putting on. So a lot of stuff going on this week with Wounded Warriors. Very much so. Uh, and, 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 and part of this is the, the sponsorship of uh, uh, Military Benefits Association, uh, which really takes care of over 100,000 wow. uh, military personnel within their financial needs. They, they they, uh, it's an association that supports uh, organizations like the Wounded Warrior. And so, if they want information on this, Rocky, where do they go? Uh, they can go to, uh, you know, they can go to a couple things. They can go to uh, uh, Wounded Warrior Amputee, Amputee uh, Flag Football. Okay. Uh, org. I think that is okay. the organization. You can go to the uh, MBA Military Benefits Association right. um, and find out more about this game, but more about what they do and how they support our military out there. Well, Rocky, we appreciate your service. We appreciate these guys' service. Yeah. And God bless you. Appreciate you coming in. Well, and I appreciate it.
a best of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with Dale Hellestray of the Super Bowl champion Dallas Cowboys. Visit FSPN.net for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. Um, you know, one of the things that for me that's gratifying, this is my 23rd Super Bowl, uh, is seeing good friends, seeing old friends. This guy's one of them. Uh, I lived in Phoenix for 10 years, and uh, Dale Hillistry played on three Super Bowl teams with uh, that great Cowboys group that had a great run in the early 90s. And uh, still out in Scottsdale, uh, we used to be neighbors out there. So Dale Hillistry joins me on Sold Out. Dale, great to see you, buddy. Great to see you. And what, what better place to be than San Francisco this week and yeah. kind of the hub of the sports world right now? Now, you and your wife and kids are out here. Uh, now, San Francisco, a lot of things to see. Have you guys been doing a little sightseeing at all? Or? We've been doing some sightseeing. My oldest daughter, who graduated from ASU, works for Shutterfly. And so she's kind of showing us downtown San Francisco cool. and getting to see some of those things i got to golf pebble beach on tuesday oh wow and uh and so it's been just a wonderful week the, the weather's cooperated and i'm uh, looking for another couple great days they have a brand new stadium here so it's got to be weird not to see candlestick right i mean that's where you guys did all your business and uh this new stadium is supposed to be really nice but boy what a history in candlestick park it's unbelievable i mean i we we drove by it uh last time we were here and and uh you just think back to all the huge games that playoff were playing games at that stadium playoff games championship games and all those things and and the stadium's nice uh, i broadcast football games in the fall did a 49er game it's a spectacular so people stadium. are gonna enjoy that yeah they'll, they'll definitely enjoy it if they can get the grass right yeah yeah well that's always a problem here because <laughs> of the weather right it is and for some reason they've actually had more issues with the grass there here than they candlestick. did at candlestick in so. candlestick they had a lot of issues with water I yes mean, wet well, it was right at sea level exactly. and any rain and it would in anyway. fact there was a playoff game was that it was the 94 playoff game against san francisco that you guys mudded it out there it was really bad and, and remember i always the muddier the better for me yeah for linemen yeah yeah because us non-athletes exactly. it doesn't affect us very but much but it was it was a fa- that game was weird it yes. was it was just a lot of mud yes it was uh dale hillistrate with us here on sold out sports talk and dale you know i miss phoenix was out there for 10 years um and you know when we first were out there it wasn't a great sports town uh the cardinals moved in the coyotes came in the diamondbacks came in uh the hockey team came in yeah uh now it's a sports mecca. It's grown so much. I mean, it was just growing when we were out there in the early days. But Phoenix is a incredible sports town now. It is. And you got the four major sports now. And, and what's kind of interesting is that when you're talking about the 90s, that was kind of the, the Suns era. The Suns were exactly. really good you know, in the early 90s. And now things have kind of completely flip-flopped to where the Arizona Cardinals win 13 games this year. They're the darlings of the city and, uh, and all that. So... It's fun to see how it has grown. Beautiful stadium out in the West Valley for the Cardinals. Um, the, the hockey team, the Coyotes, struggling a little bit attendance-wise and ownership-wise and, and those type of things. But it is neat to be in a city that has four major sports. Dale, this game this game has been amazing. I can't get over in the 24 years I've been covering it where it's come because my first one was in Phoenix. The okay. first Phoenix Super Bowl with you guys right. in Pittsburgh. I was with Bill Cowher the other day, and of course he was lamenting that loss, but we were also with him at Super Bowl Forty when they won. Uh, your recollections of this game when you played it uh, and now? 
Well, it, it, the people, it's interesting because people say, you know, like, I think one of the biggest things that's grown is Super Bowl media. The, 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 the look media at this. row and I mean, all this that. This is amazing. I mean, you just look around here and all the people, and now there's fans are, are getting close to all these celebrities and, and things like that. Well, you got to remember as a player, the media comes to you. You're in your hotel. You do an hour media session on Wednesday and Thursday. You have your media day. But you're not around this. So you don't really know what's right. going on at the convention center and, and things like that. But it just seems each and every year they continue to grow things around the football game. Was that an advantage for you guys uh, with those great Dallas teams? Because you guys kind of had a traveling show. I mean, kind of like the Lakers used to be and kind of like the Pistons used to be. Uh, Duke basketball. Everybody wanted to come out and see America's team, wanted to see the Cowboys. Um, do you think that was an advantage, not being in this social networking age and all the attention and all the media and everything as opposed to then? Well, I think you look at our Dallas Cowboy teams, and uh, there were enough guys who got into enough yeah. trouble without the social media. Right. So it would be a little scary to think of what our our team would have been like with, with pictures with all the and attention. phones and all those things. But as far as the media, you know, that never affected us because a normal Wednesday or Thursday in Dallas, you have an error from 20 to 40 reporters yeah. in the locker room. Anyways, a lot of these teams on a normal Wednesday, they have two or three guys in yeah. the locker room. So so the media stuff never really phased our team. In fact, we rather embraced it. Dale Hillistry with us, three Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys. And, uh, you know, you, you probably, Dale, were... At a time now, your position as a specialist, as a as a special teams uh, center, and also uh, as a you know you were on the line in a lot of different positions, kind of a plug in. Right. Um, that has become a huge, huge thing in this specialized game. I think you were one of the you know one of those pioneers, maybe back that really that became something special. You were huge with the Cowboys in that position, and Jimmy really appreciated it. Your, your coaches, uh, your being able to plug you in, and also handling the special teams. It, what's interesting is, as I said, broadcasting college football games for the first time in my life, I heard a penalty one of the games I was doing for roughing the snapper. And it just made me shake my head of how far the game has come to where you can't even line up over the long snapper anymore. Back in the 80s and 90s, they'd line up four guys between the guards. Coming in the A-B gap. Yeah, and all they were wanting to do was run you over and see if they could distract you from your snap. So um, I try and tell kids, I mean, you can get a Division One scholarship for just snapping now, and all those things have changed. So I, I think, really, you, you look at the, the position, and it really has evolutionized over the years. All right, so tell me, you're involved with something a lot of people have been through. we got Wounded Warriors coming in, Coach Ditka, Coach big on wounded warriors i just had some uh, rocky blyer in uh, military benefit um huge game saturday this flag football game with uh with amputees with uh, vets playing against nfl alumni and having the opportunity to raise awareness and funds for the military benefit tell me about that well that that is what one of the big things that i'm here for it's a spectacular deal that goes on saturday you can honor uh, our war heroes and and the other thing is it's really amazing when you see these guys go out there and compete. They don't want to lose. And and some of them have prosthetics. Some of them are missing an arm. Some are missing a hand. But yet you get out there and watch them run and compete, and they have the time of their life, and they look so forward to playing a game in front of a lot of people. And it's, it's just a, a wonderful experience. I've been doing it now for about five years, and just to see their eyes light up when these people are cheering for them and all that, it's pretty spectacular. And, and the other thing that I'm 
I am talking about a little bit is just artificial joints. Right. And it, it's something that I have. I have an artificial hip. I'm just encouraging people. If you have pain, go see your doctor. It's not as scary as I thought it was. I, I put mine off about five years because I was afraid of what was going to happen. I went in at 7 in the morning. I was out at 9. Wow. I was walking at 10 without the pain. Everything went spectacular. And all I all I want people to do is I hear so many people. Oh, I'm you know my, my my knees killing me, my hips killing me. I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid to go see the doctor. Go see your doctor. If he sees you, says you need an artificial joint, don't be afraid. I just had a son-in-law, a professional surfer. He's only 39, and uh, he's getting ready to do that because he had a car accident and he's been surfing all these years. Finally retired. They wanted him to wait a little longer because of the span. Right. You know now it's longer, uh, and he's getting ready to get it. So he's very excited about that. He's been limping and over and being able to surf yeah. and not walk well. so Well, what happens is it starts affecting the rest of your body yeah. and, and it affects your sleep and all that. So so uh, Zimmer Biomed is, is a company that, that I went with, but they, all they're doing is encouraging you to go see your orthopedic surgeon. Dale Hillistray here. Go see the football game. Military Warriors out there with NFL alumni. Uh, where do they go for information about about the uh, hip stuff and you, about you the You can go to that uh, to, to their website and and you can you can look that up. And I know Rocky Blyer talked a lot about yeah. it. And and tickets are available. Or just go to San Mateo High School. Awesome, Dale. Great to see you, buddy. I love your family. God bless you. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel the Third. Our podcasts are available at afr.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, www.fspn.net, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.